0: Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God. Are you gonna cut me off here or am I gonna do the whole thing? No, I wonder where the fuck you could possibly
1: be going with this.
0: I just thought to myself, you know, I bet I can't recite the whole
1: pledge because I haven't said it in so long but there the it is. One nation I... under God, indivisible with liberty and justice. Yeah, we were yeah. all brainwashed in first grade. hmm As soon as you start saying it, it just comes to
0: you, it's like riding a bicycle. We'd like to welcome all of our American and non-American listeners to the show. This is the Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Nick. That voice over there is Brandon. And together, we
1: guess each other's top 10 lists every week. And I think Brandon has a list this week. I hope. Could be 10. Could be not. This week, it is 10. Uh, This week, I brought the list. And this week, we're talking about the most common... We are staying in the US. We're talking about the most common surgeries in the US. Surgeries. American surgeries. Yeah.
0: Partially covered by insurance.
1: Yeah, partially. There's a little bit on that later. Uh, We talk about the cost of each surgery in here. I'm not sure whether that is before. I I have to imagine it's before insurance because I have some experience with a couple of these. Butt surgeries? Yeah, and I know that these are not the costs that we personally incurred. But yeah, these are the most common surgeries in the U.S., so you should somewhat take that into account, our culture of being uh, fat and angry. And this comes to us from the website healthgrades.com. I'm a huge fan of healthgrades.com. Is there any restriction on, like,
0: does it include elective surgeries or anything like that? You know, are there any titty implants in there?
1: No, there's no cosmetic surgeries uh, in here, but there is only one surgery in here that is non-essential. Non-essential. Right. Okay. All right. I touched briefly on your uh, butt surgery you had not long ago. Mm-hmm. Is, is the butt surgery on no, here? No, I didn't know no, no butt surgery. I haven't had anything okay. come near my butt. That's <laughs> not what I heard, but all
0: right. I'll take your cue and move on. Let me give you a real guess then.
1: Okay, well, that's probably number one. So, uh... I don't think you know number one. Why don't you guess what you think number one is? Okay. Uh, Heart surgery, like open heart surgery. It's a good guess. It is not number one. By open heart surgery, I'm going to guess that you mean heart bypass surgery. Absolutely. And that is on the list, but it's number 10. I knew it. As you would imagine, fat Americans need lots of surgeries on their equally fat hearts. Heart bypass surgery, also known as a coronary artery bypass graft, is the most common open heart surgery in the United States. About 395,000 people have this operation every year. That's a lot. It is. Not- because that's like a last resort sort of thing, I think. Yeah. I mean, if your heart is more fucked up than a bypass can fix, then you're in bad shape. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, there are some surgeries on this list that you would do before heart bypass surgery because you don't want this to happen to you. And there's one specific part of this uh, that is the reason I would be most afraid of it. I'll get to that in a moment. Now, your arteries supply oxygen and blood to the heart. But when you have a coronary artery disease or heart disease, plaque or crud, reduces blood flow to the heart muscle and a severe block can cause a heart attack so they got to open it up and fix it up during the operation doctors connect a healthy artery to the blocked one and this creates a new way for blood to flow to the heart muscle
0: so they take one of the other arteries that's already flowing to the heart and like reroute it basically
1: yeah that's the bypass part they're bypassing the block okay
0: Is now a good time to reveal to the listeners that we're actually
1: medical uh, doctors, surgeons this whole time? I mean, if they haven't figured it out by now, we don't know anything about anything. Good. And we know less about medicine. Now, when it comes to heart bypass, you got your single bypass. Uh Uh-huh. You got your double bypass. Yep. There's a triple. There's a quadruple. And I didn't realize there is a quintuple bypass. Oh, my God. If you have a quintuplet bypass... That's five. Yeah, that refers to the number of coronary arteries bypassed in the procedure. Man. I know that... uh, When was it? I think it was late 90s, early 2000s. Letterman was famously like out of commission from The Late Show for a while because he had a quadruple bypass heart surgery. Didn't Bill Clinton as well? I think he did. I think he had either a triple or quadruple bypass. He had, his heart was in royally bad shape. And after they fixed it, I think that's when he, I think he was first vegetarian, then he became vegan. Let's start the show. Now, when they do heart bypass surgery, unlike a lot of the surgeries on this list, they can't do it laparoscopically. They can't put a couple sticks in you in a camera. They slice you from like the bottom of your neck down to like your stomach and do you know how they get past your ribs they break them don't they they crack your sternum open you know the sternum is the center of the ribs it's that bone right in them up and down in the middle of your chest and they crack that fucker open (laughs) and they even use the word crack getting chills yeah and then does it say how they crack it they have this like It's like a metal device that they like put in and then like, you know, using arm strength, crack it open, go inside you, fix your heart. And then when they put it back together, they wire your sternum back together.
0: To me, that sounds
1: like it's got to be the most painful part of this is waking up and having your sternum cracked and wired back together. But with no complications, you can be discharged from the hospital in like four to five days.
0: Do you remember the uh, like stage show stomp, mm-hmm. where they'd make music by like stomping and crashing yes. different household items like trash cans? Should have got one of those guys to just stand on the chest of the patient, give it a couple stomps. That that some bitch is gonna be cracked and ready to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the on. first coronary artery bypass surgery was performed in the United States on May second, nineteen sixty. That's pretty recent at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine at the Bronx Municipal Hospital Center by a team led by Robert Goetz. So 1960 was the first bypass surgery. And the average cost in the U.S. for heart bypass surgery is $40,000, one of if not the most expensive surgeries on this list. However, I did see that in Australia, it cost about $21 or $2,200. And with a 75% like rebate based on like healthcare coverage, it can cost the individual payer as low as $567 out of pocket.
0: They can have
1: that stuff, but we have God and guns here. If you get heart bypass surgery in Australia, it's done by Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) Brandon, would you... Volunteer to be the first
0: patient of heart bypass surgery in 1960? No. That's what amazes
1: me about medicine. There had to be a first person for all this stuff. Someone desperate. I guess if I was desperate, sure, but. So that's number 10, heart bypass surgery. Okay. There's a couple other things related to the heart on here too.
0: Oh, really? Okay. What do you call that? A stent? A heart stent? Okay. Is that a thing?
1: Yes. A stent procedure is number seven on the list. It okay. can be related to the heart, it is often related to the heart. A stent procedure is closely related to another one uh, that I'm going to have you guess next. Some people who have this other procedure also have a stent put inside their artery. A stent, for those who don't know, and I wasn't sure, is a wire mesh tube. It's kind of like an interior support to help keep an artery open. It also reduces the chance that a patient will have another blockage in that artery. Doctors do uh, about 454,000 of stent procedures each year. Uh, Each of those costing about (laughs) $18,000.
0: Fucking ridiculous. This shit keeps people alive. Oh, by the way, so if you can't pay this, you're dead. Sorry.
1: I don't think it's that you can't pay it, you're dead. I think it's that you get it done and then you're just in debt and you wish you were dead. Yes. Several doctors have been credited with the creation of the stent, but the first FDA-approved stent in the USA was created by Richard Schatz <laughs> and his coworkers. It was named the Paul Schatz stent and it was developed in 1987. You said that's FDA-approved? Mm-hmm. But the FDA will just approve any old thing. We've seen that, huh? Am I right? Evidently. So, a stent procedure is also done as part of or in addition to another often heart-related surgery that is on this list. Heart? It's a surgery that helps restore blood flow to the heart.
0: Oh, uh, pacemaker?
1: No. Pacemaker keeps your heart beating regularly.
0: Yeah. So, this gets more blood to the heart.
1: Yeah. It's minimally invasive as far as cutting you open. It's usually done with a catheter that contains a balloon on the end. I mean, I'm sure I know it, but I've drawn a blank. Angioplasty. Yeah, that, angioplasty. Angioplasty is number six on the list just ahead of stent procedure. Okay. Like I mentioned, a stent is usually done at the same time as the angioplasty. So the angioplasty, also referred to as PCI, a percutaneous coronary intervention. Is a procedure to open... See, that's what I know it as. That's what I was trying to think of. Is a procedure to open coronary arteries clogged with plaque. These are the arteries that supply blood to the heart muscle. So they stick a catheter in there that has a balloon on the end, and they blow up the balloon once it's in the artery. It opens it up a little bit. After it's open, they can also, if needed, put a stent in there to keep it open. Okay, but if they don't put the stent in, will it slowly close back again over time? I would assume so. I'm all, I also feel like, is there no risk like when you put the balloon in there and blow it up? Just throw a stent in there. Shake some of that plaque loose and like start fucking plaque flowing around in your heart and all kinds of shit. That seems dangerous. But again, we are not doctors, Brandon. To loose the gunk inside you? Well, doctors are confident enough to do about 500,000 angioplasties every year. As I mentioned before, these restore blood flow to the heart. It eases chest pain and reduces the risk of heart attack. Sometimes the surgeon also needs to scrape the plaque from inside the artery wall. Ugh, it makes my skin crawl thinking about them scraping inside my arteries. Blech. Nope, like a dental hygienist, but it's yes. in your heart. Uh, the term—it's f- exactly what I thought. The of. term for that is atherectomy. Uh, is the scraping of the plaque, and that can be done at the same time. The atherectomy. And it can be done at the same time as an angioplasty. It's like if you're going to get in there, you got to do all this shit at the same time. Well, yeah. Sometimes when they go into the heart, you know, they go in through like the crotch. Did you know that? Why? Because there's a big, your femoral artery is down there (laughs) and it's one of the largest Uh arteries that they have convenient access to. So, they stick this like long catheter tube in your femoral artery. They go up right through your fucking crotch up to your heart. Is that like
0: in the, you know, that crook between your leg and your winky?
1: Your crotch?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Were you unsure (laughs) where your crotch was? I know what the crotch is but I didn't know if you meant, you know, the gooch or the taint? It's down there
1: somewhere. Yeah, they use your femoral artery which is around the crotch or at least that's the most convenient place to enter it. That's just what they tell us. Were They really just pervs, they just want to get all over your gooch. An angioplasty can take 30 minutes or several hours. It usually requires an overnight hospital stay. I see angioplasties in both of our personal futures. Oh, don't say that. (laughs) The procedure costs about $20,000. Now, it was first described by U.S. interventional radiologist Charles Dodder. In 1964, Dr. Dotter pioneered modern medicine, with the invention of angioplasty, and the catheter-delivered stent, which were first used to treat peripheral artery arterial disease. On January 16, 1964, Dotter percutaneously dilated a tight localized stenosis of the subsartorial artery, so he somehow fixed a tight artery in an artery of an 82-year-old woman, who had a painful leg ischemia and gangrene and she refused Ugh. leg amputation after successful dilation of the stenosis with a guide wire and a coaxial teflon catheter the circulation returned to her leg she didn't have to have it amputated the dilated artery stayed open until her death from pneumonia two and a half years later okay she bought this well. super old hag two and a half more years but you know you have to
0: admit even if they wouldn't admit it publicly the doctor that was going to amputate the leg he or she was disappointed when came back oh no you don't have to amputate the leg i can just see their head kind of slinking down like oh that's got to be one of the funnest parts of being a doctor is cutting off body
1: parts just a big chop then dr charles daughter is commonly known as the father of interventional radiology and was nominated for the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 1978. Yeah, big whoop. Nominated, didn't he win? No, loser. You know who did win? Kanye. The guy who invented uh, head-on applied directly to the forehead. Is that, he really won? No, I just made that up. Oh, I was going to say that. Uh, now, there is something wrong here with this. Nah, head-on doesn't do anything.
0: I know, that's because I remember it was on our Worst Adventures bonus episode. His name was Dr. Daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing that? Is there going to be a Dr. Uncle next?
1: D-O-T-T-R. Still not cool. All right, that's angioplasty at six and stent procedure at number seven. And after that... heart bypass at ten. Yeah, after that, we're out of the heart. There's no more heart-related ones. Let's look at
0: uh, like dental. Is there any dental surgeries on this list? No. What about tonsils? Tonsil removal? No, that's not on here. Good guess, but not on here. I don't know. There's less of that than heart bypass? All right.
1: Something related to cancer. We have to have something removed. I guess a couple of these you could have because you have cancer.
0: In my mind, I was thinking of breast cancer and they no. have to take
1: the breast off. There's no one on here that's specifically about removing a body part because it's cancerous. Okay. Oh, uh, appendix removal. No, appendix removal is not in the top 10. Gallbladder? A Gallbladder removal is number nine. Oh, I'm surprised that's higher than appendix. It is a fairly common one. Uh, as I personally found out recently, a gallbladder removal, aka cholecystectomy, sure. is bestowed upon 460,000 lucky U.S. residents every year. <clears throat> now, your gallbladder is a small organ under the liver, and this little fucker stores a fluid called bile, which helps digest fat. Hmm. Now, some people develop gallstones. Small formations that can block the flow of bile to other organs. And the usual way to treat gallstones is just to remove the gallbladder. I don't like
0: it. I don't like the idea of removing organs. And I know it's common and people do
1: it like you, Mm -hmm. but it's still icky. It's icky. I don't like it. I did it more as a, a body modification type thing. Right. I was afraid to pierce my ears and I was afraid to get like a stud in my nose or anything. So I just asked, can you pull out my gallbladder?
0: It's a uh, fashion statement in a way, I understand. Wanted to be
1: more punk. Well, plus you wanted to lose some weight. Took out a few pounds, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, uh, getting uh, fucking royally sick for months is a great way to drop a few pounds. Uh, The surgeon can usually do this procedure with a laparoscope through several small incisions, which is accurate. I got four small incisions on my abdomen where they put their sticks in there and rooted around till they found a gallbladder and then ripped it out. Hmm. The cost for gallbladder removal can range from $24,000 for laparoscopic surgery to more than 32000 for open surgery. So if for whatever reason they can't do it laparoscopically or if they start doing it that way and they have trouble and they got to open you up, when they open you up, they might as well, like, remove your wallet as well because the cost starts climbing. It's a wallet removal surgery. The first successful cholecystectomy, first successful gallbladder removal. Mm -hmm. Take a wild guess what year this was. So they did the first heart bypass in 1960. Wait, let me give you some clues. Okay. It was done by a doctor named Carl uh, Lagenbuch which is a German name. Uh, he did it at the Lazarus Hospital in Berlin on July 15th in this year. It's uh, during World War Two. Earlier. World War I? Earlier. Oh, uh, 1800s? 1882. Oh, fuck that.
0: How do they even know what the gallbladder is? I don't in know. In 1882. How do they even know what it does or Why?
1: They maybe didn't. They were maybe just like, let's rip this ugly thing out. I think this might be bothering them. <laughs> I mean, the liver's right there on top of it. Wouldn't you get take the liver out first? The symptoms would be are very different from like trouble with the liver and trouble with the gallbladder.
0: Oh, I understand that, but this is 1880s. They don't fucking know.
1: I have a chance to to uh, to save some lives here. So here's how you know if your gallbladder is all fucked up. It hurts in the upper right quadrant of your abdomen, possibly hurting all the way through to your back. You feel bloated and full all the time. You can barely eat because you feel full like immediately like after the first bite. In my case, you fucking throw up all the time. I didn't have gallstones. There were no stones in mine. You can also just have your gallbladder just like, it's just called like a fucked up gallbladder. (laughs) <laughs> that's what they call it it's not working your shit's all fucked up it's got to come out yeah mine didn't have any uh little stones in it but according to the surgeon it was inflamed when he pulled it out so
0: when they take out
1: the gallbladder mm-hmm. did you get to see it after no i was kind of curious but no they send it uh, they immediately send it off to a lab to be examined and it's like wade and someone who specializes I guess there's a medical professional who like all they do is examine parts of you that, you know, they do essentially not a biopsy because they're not looking for cancer, but they just examine it. I guess similar to how you would examine an organ in an autopsy. So they're looking for things that are abnormal. They weigh it, they measure it, they look how like if it's been thickened or if it has weird marks on it. And mine was unremarkable except for being inflamed no stones inside your gallbladder could host a podcast too then let
0: me ask you how would you feel if you found out that when they were examining your gallbladder Mm -hmm. really they were just back there like licking it and chopping it up playing with it
1: i don't care can you have your way with it after it's out of me
0: (laughs) not while it's in you that would that would be hard so when where the gallbladder used to be inside your body Mm -hmm. the things that were connected
1: to it what do they do just kind of like uh, sew those off? I guess so. I think they put a McDonald's toy in where it used to be. (laughs) Okay. A Happy Meal toy. Great. Gallbladder removal number
0: nine. I'm gonna strongly assume this isn't on here, but I might as well guess since I'm thinking of it. What about uh, like sex change operation?
1: No. Nothing related to sex changes on here, although there are Two surgeries here that, ha- that involve reproductive organs.
0: Oh, okay. What about, well, like childbirth or C-section, is that considered a surgery? I guess yeah. it is, right? Yeah,
1: C-section is number two. It is the second most common surgery in the U.S. A cesarean section, almost 1.3 million pregnant women. I like how it specifies pregnant women and not just women <laughs> who asked for it. million pregnant women have their babies by cesarean section, C-section, in the United States each year. Uh, Women with health issues may plan to have a C-section for safety reasons. Others may need a C-section if problems develop during pregnancy, like high blood pressure, or a problem might develop during delivery itself. This could involve the position of the baby, placenta, or umbilical cord. Yes. A C-section costs about $13,000 which is about 4000 more than a vaginal delivery. I think this is the cheapest one we've covered so far, isn't it? Yeah, there's only one on here that's like shockingly cheap, and it'll, it'll kind of make you laugh. But yeah, this one's actually... A C-section is no joke. I'm actually surprised that this lists it at only $13,000. My wife had two C-sections, not at the same time. <laughs> Good. They split you, they cut you right the fuck open. Yeah. Uh, you're also awake for it. I mean, I, I don't know if, if that's immediately clear to everyone, but in most cases, the woman is awake uh, so that she can you know, enjoy the fact that her child is being born. Uh, and I imagine that that adds a bit of thought or complications for the anesthesiologist. You know, to maybe it may be easier to just knock your ass out. It might be more complicated to keep you numb but awake just from my own personal experience being on the other side of a little curtain draped around you know draped over my wife's midsection it's crazy on the other side there (laughs) the little glimpses I saw of like fluids and juices and then I'm not making it up at some point they solder some shit back together and smoke comes out of there see I think I've said this before but
0: if I was a woman, I just would never, I, I would never have the balls to have a baby because yeah. I'm just not, I couldn't do it. I'd be thinking about this shit like on day one of finding out I'm pregnant. I would for the next nine months be terrified.
1: Yeah. If I was a woman and I was pregnant, I wouldn't be able to sleep for nine months. I would be terrified the whole time. Same. My whole reason for not getting pregnant wouldn't be that I, you know, can't get, I can't raise this child. I don't, you know, it would be like, I don't want any, I just don't want any part of it. Even without the C-section, the, you know, the vaginal birth is still terrifying to me. And
0: this all goes back to Eve eating that damn apple in the Garden of Eden. She messed up. Because that was the punishment for women. But you know, if hospitals want to save money on cost and add to their profit, their bottom line when doing surgeries, they got to just start doing heart bypass surgery with no anesthesia too. And they can save well, cost on that.
1: They give you anesthesia when you're having a C-section. They just don't put you, you're not unconscious. Right.
0: Well, I'm saying don't give people anything ever in the hospital. Christ. Just have a bunch of strong strapping men uh, come hold you down during every surgery.
1: Well, a C-section surgery has been performed at least as far back as 715 BC. Yeah, I believe that. Now, most of these surgeries up until the 19th century were done following the death of the mother. Uh, with the baby occasionally surviving. So this was a last minute effort to save the baby of a dying pregnant woman. Yeah. Descriptions of mothers surviving date back to 1500 with earlier attests to ancient times including the apocryphal account of Julius Caesar being born by cesarean section, a commonly stated origin of the term. So it is very unlikely that Julius Caesar was actually born by cesarean section. Uh, Because his mother lived, I think, until like 40 years after his birth. So it's unlikely that she had a C-section. It was normally done. I'm surprised anyone lived
0: 40 years period back in those days. But also, can you imagine getting a C-section and
1: surviving in the 1500s? (laughs) You would be a medical marvel. Oh, God. With the introduction of antiseptics and anesthetics, in the 1800s, survival of both the mother and the baby increased, was more likely, and the, the procedure became significantly more common. There have been a few successful cases of a mother performing a cesarean section on herself. Oh my god. Now, I don't have... Were they at least doctors? I, no, I don't have a ton of details on this. This is just very quickly mentioned. The one listed on here is from Inez Ramirez Perez of Mexico, who on March 5th, 2000, took this action. She survived, as did her son, Orlando Ruiz Ramirez. So Inez Ramirez Perez, I don't know much about you other than that you gave yourself a successful C-section and you and your child lived. You are a man among men and women. Well, she's not a man. A woman among men. Yeah, you are. Yes. You're something else, Inez.
0: Well, I'm sure she's listening. Shout out to everyone listening who's given yourself a C-section
1: and survived. I'm going to guess that she did it out of necessity and not like independence, a sense of independence. Yeah. Well, when, uh,
0: you know, as you've said before that eventually in our lifetimes, we're going to be living uh, in the aftertimes when we're all we got donkeys and bang pots and pans banging around (laughs) on them yeah (laughs) the world modern society as we know it has collapsed
1: it's going to be a lot of uh a lot more a lot more inez's out there then yeah okay so that's c-section at number two yeah and
0: the to kind of underline this point with all these surgeries is they're all i mean other than the c-section they're all relatively recent in human history and just I can't imagine doing any of these surgeries
1: before modern medicine, but people did them. There's only one other surgery on here that predates C-section. Predates C-section? Mm-hmm. Okay, what could that be? Hmm.
0: I can't think of what that could be. Okay, I'll
1: come back to that. What about um, ear tubes and like in babies? Oh, um, no, that is not on the top 10. Although I would have, I think along with tonsillectomy, I think that's I would have thought it would be in the top ten. It's fairly common. What about like a cleft palate, like fixing, or whatever you call that? No, I don't know the surgery for that. Another decent guess, but no. uh, Repairing a cleft palate is not on Decent guess. Listen to you.
0: How about something with the tummy?
1: Mm, Stomach? No, nothing with the stomach. You still haven't guessed one that has to deal with... Well, I guess C-section deals with the reproductive organs. There's another one that deals with women's reproductive organs, and then there's one that deals with men's reproductive organs.
0: Okay, I know the men's. How about ovarian
1: cyst removal for women? This could be part of it. I'm going to go ahead and give this to you because a very common reason for a hysterectomy to be performed is ovarian cysts or even uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Can contribute to the need for number eight on the list, a hysterectomy. Knew it. For those who are not hip to a hysterectomy, during this operation, the surgeon takes out the uterus and sometimes the fallopian tubes and ovaries of a woman. They perform about 500,000 of these on women in the United States each year. There are many possible reasons to have a hysterectomy, including benign conditions like uterine fibroids, and malignant conditions, such as endometrial cancer. Uh, That's like the whole span. You could also have cysts on your ovaries. You can also have damage to the uterus. The medical reason for surgery and type of hysterectomy are two of several factors that determine the cost. Open abdominal surgery costs about $13,000. Costs are lower for vaginal and laparoscopic hysterectomies which are minimally invasive vaginal yeah they actually go in through your vagina holy shit pull it out through there which oh my god I realize it's like cheaper and it's less invasive but it does seem kind of gross to like go in through one orifice and pull stuff out of it that's not supposed to technically come out
0: so what they snip it in there so that it's loose and then they yank it out I guess so
1: Oh, God damn. The cost is typically higher if the surgeon uses a robot-assisted laparoscopic technique. I thought you were going to say robot assistant. <laughs> That's what I had in mind when I first read this was like, you know, if you want the robot to help, it's going to cost you. And then the robot that uh, Rocky owned in Rocky Four rolls out <laughs> with a scalpel in its hand. They pull the white curtain off, and it's, a, uh, it's the licking machine. A hysterectomy, as I mentioned, can be performed in different ways. The oldest known technique is a vaginal hysterectomy. Ugh. The first planned hysterectomy was performed by Conrad Lagenbeck, a Surgeon General of the Hanoverian Army. Mm-hmm. Listen to the show. Uh, I like how ovarian is in the name of his army. Although there are records of vaginal hysterectomy for prolapse going back as far as 50 BC. I have to imagine they just got lucky because they were rooting around in there and happened to accidentally pull out the right thing. The
0: hysterectomy out
1: of the vagina is like the reverse
0: mummification process. Remember they pull the brain out of the nose? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like this. The first abdominal hysterectomy recorded was done by Ephraim McDowell. He performed that procedure in 1809. Oh, Brandon, for a mother of five uh, who had a large ovarian mass, and he did it on her kitchen table.
0: How does he know she has an ovarian mass?
1: <laughs> who the fuck knows? Good <laughs> guess. He said, "Lay down on your kitchen table. Put your five kids to bed. I'm gonna no, open." No, the five it kids are in there watching. Yeah, on the kitchen table. So that's
0: hysterectomy. The five kids are at the kitchen table eating while she's on the table getting her stomach opened. No anesthesia. Probably just like grabbed a bottle of whiskey to sterilize. Yeah, bit down on a stick. So I don't want anyone pulling my organs out of my vagina. Nick here with a question for you. Do you love the Halloween season? Do you love spooky shit? I have something you're going to love. I recently started shopping online at Cryptnotic, a year-round spooky merch store. They have all kinds of stuff, like creepy skull candles that are perfect for your evil lair, or dozens of enamel pins and jewelry accessories for men and women both. I myself bought an awesome little pin with a picture of a plague doctor ordering you to wash thy hands. I'm holding it right now in my hands, and it is well made, and I'll definitely be going back for more spooky shit at Cryptnotic. Plus, when you shop at Cryptnotic, you are not only supporting a small business, but you're also supporting a fellow Tennis Podcast listener. And now for a limited time, you can save 20% on your order with promo code PODCAST10. That's right, go to cryptnautic.com, search their creepy collection, buy anything you want, and save 20% with the promo code PODCAST10 at checkout. That's 10 as in Tennis. Go now to cryptnotic.com. that's C-R-Y-P-T-K-N-O-T-I-C.com to get started. The link and promo code is also in the show notes for this episode. And don't forget to wash thy hands when you're done. Shout out to Cryptnotic for supporting our show and for having an awesome selection at their website. I am sincerely a big fan. And also, if you want to plug your shit on a future episode of Tennis Podcasts, you can be like Cryptnotic and sign up for the hell of an asset tier at TennisPod.com plus. When you do that, you'll also get free merch, ad-free episodes, and bonus episodes too. All right, let's get back to the show now. You mentioned the reproductive organs. You mentioned Mm -hmm. one surgery or procedure on this list being older than the Mm C-section. I think both of those things are related. And I'm going to guess that number one is the vasectomy. No, vasectomy
1: is not in the top 10.
0: Nope. Check again. Check your research.
1: It is not in the top 10. (sighs) There's a much more obvious answer. Much more obvious. Think biblical. Oh, circumcision. Circumcision is number four. On the list. It's the fourth most common surgery. I don't know if everyone would count it, if it's the kind of thing that you immediately think of as a surgery, but no, I don't. Uh, the baby who's having his cock cut uh, probably definitely thinks of it as a surgery. <laughs> He'll be fine. Circumcision is number four on the list. Doctors perform more than 1 million circumcisions on newborn boys in the US in hospitals every year. That's low. Doesn't that seem low? Nah, it's a fucking million little baby dicks. That seems like a lot to me. The surgery removes the skin that covers the head of the penis. Now, circumcision, as I mentioned before, is not medically necessary. It's the only one on these that you could do without. But it can reduce a boy's risk for certain infections and possibly cancer of the penis. Some newborns have the procedure for their family's religious preference or for social reasons. This is the cheapest surgery on the list. The average cost of a newborn circumcision is about two hundred and fifty dollars. I wonder why it's about half the cost of a PlayStation Five. I mean, given everything else they charge for everything else on this
0: list, I'm surprised they don't just say, "Oh yeah, that's four thousand bucks right there."
1: Well, one, I think it's like so quick and easy to do. True. It's also not invasive. It requires only local anesthetic. But also, like once you're in there for it's not like you bring your baby home and then you take it back to the doctor and you're like, hey, yeah, his cock looks too nice. Cut the end of it off. <laughs> they do it while you are in the hospital recovering from yeah. birth. It's a, yeah. And I have to imagine that they're like, we're already racking up so many charges on this poor woman who just got cut in half to get this baby out. Let's just cut her a break on the I circumcision. Don't know.
0: I don't know if that thought of cutting people a break ever enters the minds of people that make billing decisions at hospitals, but I take your point.
1: An estimated one-third of males worldwide are circumcised. The position of the world's major medical organizations range from a belief that elective circumcision of babies and children carries significant risks and offers no medical benefits to a belief that the procedure has a modest health benefit that outweighs the small risks. No major medical organization recommends circumcising all males. And no major medical organization recommends banning the procedure. So medicine seems confused on it. They're just giving a big old shrug. I think mostly because of religious and societal reasons. Circumcision is most common among Muslims and Jews, as well as in the United States, parts of Southeast Asia, and Africa. Circumcision is the world's oldest planned surgical procedure, suggested by anatomist and hyperdiffusionist historian Grafton Elliott Smith to be over 15,000 years old, predating recorded history. So before we were writing shit down, we were cutting the tip of our dick off. The modern belief systems that this originated with Jewish culture, right? Oh, no, it predates Jewish culture. Jewish culture is not 15,000 years old. I guess you're right, yeah. Historically, circumcision was sometimes done to the men of conquered armies instead of mutilation or castration, instead of cutting their dick off or castrating them, which could also, also usually be fatal because of bleeding out. Uh, They would instead circumcise them, which would essentially mark them for life as having been in that, you know, emasculated uh, while allowing them to live to be slaves (laughs) to those who conquered them. Yeah. And another historical reference, Christopher Columbus reported circumcision being practiced by Native Americans. It was also practiced by the Incas, Aztecs, and Mayans. It probably started among South American tribes as a blood sacrifice or ritual mutilation to test bravery and endurance. So, I imagine they're not doing that to babies. (laughs) They're doing that to... That's my question is like, how did this devolve into like doing it to babies instead of a man thing? Yeah, I think, well, I know it's definitely more a part of the Jewish tradition that it's done to a baby, you know, at a certain like with, it's usually within like a week or 10 days of being born. is that's the bris, right? But yeah, this was done to adult men as a blood sacrifice or a ritual mutilation to test their bravery or endurance and its use later evolved into a rite of initiation humans are weird coming up with this weird shit yeah all right so you only have remaining on the list you have numbers one three and five and let me give you a little bit of a clue for three and five that i think uh, will help steer you in the right direction. There's a lot of different stuff that you can do to a body. So maybe this will help narrow it down. Numbers 3 and 5 both have to do with the structural part of the body, the skeleton, bones, and joints. Huh. And they will both seem fairly obvious once I, once I say them.
0: Like, uh, oh, uh, like torn ACL or, you know, knee something.
1: I'm going to hand that to you uh, because... Joint repair is not on the list, but joint replacement is on the list. Joint replacement is number three on the list. I had no idea joint... I'm shocked it's so high. Yeah, I had no idea it was so high. More than a million Americans have a joint replacement surgery every year. This includes about 720,000 knee replacements and 330,000 hip replacements. Doctors also do that surgery on other joints like this shoulder and the ankle. The human body is just not very efficient, is it? No. I mean, joint replacement sounds fucking horrendous. I don't personally know anybody who has had a joint replacement, but I mean, just listen to the very simple explanation. During this operation, the surgeon removes the damaged joint Mm -hmm. and replaces it with a new artificial one. A surgeon may replace the entire joint or just part of it. So, like, if your knee needs to be replaced, they remove your whole fucking knee. (laughs) Well, Brandon, yes. (laughs) That is crazy to me that they're just like take the whole thing out and put in a fake metal one or plastic one. When they take the knee out, is there like a period of time, even if it's just a few
0: minutes, where there is like nothing connecting the top half of your leg to the bottom half?
1: I'd have to imagine. So, yeah. It's so gross. That's freaky, yeah. (laughs) I never ever could be any kind of medical professional because even talking about this stuff gives me the willies.
0: Well, I think the solution is because it weirds out people like you and me, we should just not do it anymore.
1: It makes me uncomfortable. People
0: should have to live with the God-given joints they're given.
1: People with joint damage, typically due to some form of arthritis, often have this operation which costs on average uh, between $16,500 and $33,000. That seems, well, I mean, like, I know it's not cheap, but given American healthcare bills, that seems
0: less than I would have thought. Seems kind to of reasonable a co-
1: considering yeah. how like incredible it is to replace a part on your body with an artificial one. And presumably it still works as well as it did before. I don't know. Dr. Stephen S. Hudak, a surgeon based in New York City. (laughs) Hudak. Hudak. Hudak, H-U-D-A-C-K. Stephen, Dr. Stephen, a surgeon based in New York City, began animal testing with artificial joints in 1939. Wow. By 1948, he was at the New York Orthopedic Hospital, part of Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center. And with funding from the Office of Naval Research, was replacing hip joints in humans. So, 1948, the first hip joint replacements. And I have to assume they were replaced with like fucking galvanized steel left over from World War II.
0: It's hard for me to imagine in the 40s getting a hip replacement that doesn't lead to like infection. <laughs> they were made with iron. Iron, <laughs> Just yeah. Just raw iron. Or they just took a bunch of uh, the dead body hips from
1: millions of carcasses around the world from World War II and yeah. Frankenstein them together. I mean, maybe this is a stupid question, but I don't mean it from a dead person, maybe from a dead person, but could you not donate a joint? I don't know. So there's another one that's related to bones. This one, I think, again, it's like, it's almost so obvious that it's hard. It's difficult to guess, I think, because it is so kind of obvious. What about face off like the movie? No, swapping it has no faces. Bones. Okay. Remember we're talking about bones.
0: So like a broken bone.
1: Yeah. That's it. Repairing a broken bone. Broken bone repair is the fifth most common surgery in the US. And what the fuck is number 1? Well, we will get there. Broken bone repair. There are more than 670,000 surgeries in the United States every year to repair certain types of broken bones kind of hard to put a cost on this. It depends on which bone is broken and how badly. For instance, surgery to repair a small wrist bone is about $8,000, whereas fixing a broken hip can cost several thousand dollars more. The type of break and how bad it is also determines whether need not you need surgery to fix it. (laughs) Oh. During surgery, a doctor may use screws, metal plates, and rods to keep sections of bones together so they can heal glue tape string whatever you have around yeah i know a few people who have like rods screws and metal plates in them and holy shit i mean i guess technically yeah it fixes it but it is not a goddamn good time well they're asleep they don't know what's going on no i mean like after walking around with like a metal rod in your back oh yeah that sucks but it sucks less than not being able to walk ever again than being broken yeah maybe so I feel like we have not perfected broken bone repair as far as the materials that we're doing it with. Don't screw anything into me. Well, then what should they use? I don't know. Marshmallows? Something gentler. Give me an example. Just one example. Like bungee cord? Okay. Exactly. Moving on. All right. Number one, let me steer you in the right direction. It's on the eye. We're steering the listener in the right direction. Because uh, I know I'm just yeah, sure. pretending to struggle for entertainment. Yeah, I guarantee your next guest is not going to be it. So, is it cataract removal? Ah, you fucker. You did guess it. I got it. Yeah, number one on this list, the most common surgery in the United States is cataract removal. I have to imagine that's because of how many goddamn old people there are. <sighs> About 3 million people in the US. Wow. Now, second most common surgery is C-section, 1.3 million pregnant women cataract removal about three million people in the u.s. have surgery to remove cataracts every year i guess if you consider you only have one uterus but you have two eyes maybe it's twice as likely you know you need i don't know i just it's common among older people half of americans will develop a cataract by the time they are 80 years old
0: this body fucking sucks have we underlined that enough? Why does everything start breaking down like the minute you're born? We're not
1: supposed to live past the age of like 50 or 60. (sighs) A cataract causes the eye lens to become cloudy, causing vision problems. Surgery is the only option to correct it. During the operation, the surgeon first removes the lens of the eye and then replaces it with an artificial one. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know they did that. I thought they just like...
0: Unscrewed the cataract from the eye. Yeah, I and thought they like
1: scraped it off or something. No, they give you an artificial lens. Artificial lens. And this one's pretty cheap. This one costs between $2,300 and $3,000. You know, I should have guessed LASIK eye surgery. Not that it's on the list, but it yeah, would have been would a good have, guess. I, yeah, I would have thought that would be a good guess too. Cataracts cost half of all cases of blindness and 33% of visual impairment worldwide. Man, now, cataracts are most commonly due to aging, but may also occur due to trauma or radiation exposure. They may be present from birth or occur following eye surgery for other problems. Risk factors include diabetes, long-standing use of corticosteroid medication, smoking tobacco, prolonged exposure to sunlight, and alcohol. Did you say two to $3,000 for this? Mm-hmm. That includes the doctor's time the tools and equipment to do it,
0: and an artificial eye.
1: An artificial lens. But yeah, that's, I, think that's a, I think that's probably the best bargain on here. I mean, technically the best bargain would be the circumcision, but since that's just cutting off the tip of your cock rather than fixing your fucked up eye, I think this is the better deal. When was this surgery invented? Do you know? I don't. I did, not, I did not grab that piece of information.
0: Because I wonder how they were getting rid of cataracts, you know, <laughs> back in life. <laughs> you
1: just went blind. I mean... (laughs) I guess. Yeah, you're just old and blind. Now, I'm glad that this is the last one to guess because this is the only item on this list for which I have a bad joke for. Uh, This is a bad joke that comes from actually from season one of The Sopranos. It was told by Uncle Junior Soprano and it has to do with cataracts. Are you ready for my cataract joke?
0: Oh, it's season two. I just saw this episode like last week. Yeah. It's such I'm sh- watching The Sopranos, like literally
1: right now. I'm in season two. I just saw this joke. I know the joke. Go ahead. Okay, and keep in mind, I'm paraphrasing Uncle June from Sopranos. This isn't my. This isn't my joke. Chinaman goes to the doctor. The doctor says, uh. "You have a cataract." Chinese guy says, "No, I drive a Lincoln Continental." <laughs> <laughs> We do not condone this joke. Uh, But as soon as I saw cataract was number one, I thought of that. I thought of his stupid (laughs) ass joke. I was like, ah, it's going in my notes. Yeah. All right. So, those were the most common surgeries in the US. Again, I'll run through that top 10. Number 10 was heart bypass surgery. Number nine, gallbladder removal. Number eight, hysterectomy. Number seven, stent procedure. And then it's brother. Number six, angioplasty. Number five, broken bone repair. Number four, circumcision. Number three, joint replacement. Number two, C-section. And number one, most common surgery in the U.S., cataract removal. Is a root canal a surgery? I don't think so. I think it's a dental procedure.
0: Well, I disagree with this list. Okay. Take it up with healthgrades.com because it's too late now. Well, Brandon, you've had what? One of these so far?
1: Well, two. The gallbladder? What's the other one? Well, oh, circumcision. circumcision, yeah. Yeah spoiler alert i don't have the tip of my wiener and was that also a fashion statement just like the gallbladder removal yeah i got it done when i was 25 (laughs) okay
0: well by the time we are old aging men on the podcast convention circuit we're gonna probably have seven or eight of these done by then right
1: hopefully yeah
0: well i hope you people will allow me to perform one more surgery on you and that is reminding you of something new on our website. I often get asked by listeners, especially new listeners, which episode is the best place to start in going through our massive backlog of 155 episodes and counting. Well, I have an answer for that now. Go to tennispodcom episode guide, and you will find all 155 plus of our episodes curated into playlists based on category. For example, we have a playlist for true crime, history, food, death, animals, maybe surgeries now, and dozens more. It's the easiest way to find the next best episode of Tenish podcast, and we even have a list of the other podcasts me and Brandon have been a guest on. One more thing this page has is it includes our 10 most essential episodes, which is a curated list of 10 episodes based on our own personal favorites, listener favorites, and download data. Just go to TennisPod.com slash episode dash guide to start your next tennis adventure.
1: The end of it, your voice went up like you were having a procedure done on you. I I was getting my uh, organs pulled out via my vagina. Do you have any podcast reviews to close us out with?
0: Yeah, I have two quick podcast reviews to close us out. The first one is from Ditching the Spotlight on Apple Podcasts. These guys crack me up. Rich, off-the-cuff comedy. Five stars. Subscribed.
1: Is he falling off of a cliff at the end? <laughs> I was getting a
0: procedure done again. Mm-hmm. I was getting circumcised. Hey, did you notice that the word circumcised has the word come right there in the middle of it?
1: Well, it's the last place you're going to feel like doing that. Depends on what you're into.
0: Do you think ditching the spotlight's is going to be disappointed when we tell them that none of our comedy is off the cuff? In fact, it's very much on the cuff. We have an entire script word for word for every episode in, in
1: advance. Well, we need to fucking work on it.
0: The next one comes from Biochem1980 on Podchaser. I just listened to the MTV Music Videos episode, which was episode 117. Really entertaining. The description of the Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer video was hilarious. It was almost funny enough to excuse the
1: bullshittery of the list. Laughing face emoji. Oh, yeah. There's some controversy on those top videos. But yeah, I love to describe stuff to you that is primarily a visual medium. Yeah. Thank you for those reviews
0: And it's important to remember with MTV music videos And other episodes The beauty of this show is we don't come up with the list We just report the facts That's right So take it up with MTV Thank you for leaving a review And if you'd like me to read your review Go to Apple Podcasts, to Podchaser Or to the Good Pods app Which we highly recommend Rate us 5 stars, write a review And we'll read it Brandon, 155 episodes, can you believe it? Yes. Great. I've been here for every one of them. Well, maybe physically here. I don't know about mentally or emotionally here. We wish all of you getting surgeries and operations this week. Luck, pay extra for the robot assistant, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Thanks.